Hello, I'm Michael Hasted, and you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, bringing you interviews and news relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, which are either in English or where language is no problem. We cover Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam, and the surrounding areas. Talk Radio Online. Features on the arts in English. Later, we'll be talking to Portuguese singer-songwriter Magda Mendes, who lives in Rotterdam, and we'll be listening to a track from her latest album. But first, our intrepid reporter Zoe Baus got some sand between her toes and saw some impressive sculptures when she spent the day at the seaside. I'm sitting here in the Bailden Arn Zee Museum, I am under the dunes, so to speak. Uh, it is a lovely museum. It's full of light, beautiful seascapes and stunning sculpture. Now I have with me today Liana Julian. She is a guest curator for their most recent exhibition, which is called Italian Summer. Liana, thank you so much for joining us today on Arts Talk. It's a pleasure. Now, Liana, I have just enjoyed a thoroughly lovely uh, tour of this very, very special um, museum. It's dedicated entirely to sculpture, and it is, at the moment, it's, it's just opened this Italian summer um, exhibition. Can you just tell us very briefly, what is this all about, this, this exhibition? What could our listeners expect to see if they decided to come along? Well, it's a, an incredible celebration of Italian sculpture. And it's actually uh, made up of three exhibitions, one major exhibition, uh, Mitterai, uh, Ego Mitterai, and the title of the exhibition is Facade. And uh, that this, the purpose uh, and catalyst for this exhibition is the large sculpture that we have on the boulevard out for all the public to see, the magnificent face, and it's called The Light of the Moon by Mitterai and uh, so that was really the catalyst for this major summer exhibition but along with Mitterai we have two other Italian sculptors uh, first of all Pietro Cascella and also uh, Cordelia von der Steinen mm. and uh, they were uh, a couple uh, working together but of course in very different media and different styles so it's this incredible uh, diversity of, of yes. uh, Italian sculpture. It's, it's very diverse and I think I think everyone will recognize uh, the massive mask-like face that we all see on the on the beach on the dunes uh, but if for those of our listeners who've noticed that before if you come into this museum you will see more of this kind of work and it is very very impressive just because at least for its size, is, is, is phenomenal. Uh, but then just tell us a little bit more about the other two, um, because as you said, their work is also different uh, and, and sets itself apart from, from Mitterai. So what, what, can people, what sort of sculptures can people expect to find from our other two? Well, first of all, uh, Mitterai's work is, is enormous. So we're talking monumental mm -hmm. sculptures. We did have a sculpt uh, sculpture exhibition by Mitterai in 1997, and uh, it was a small, uh, smaller works. And this exhibition really uh, is quite different because it is 
enormous in its scale. The works are four to five metres high and some of them are outside in the courtyards and some of them are inside. And there's a range of beautiful marbles and bronzes and, and cast iron. And, uh, and then we also have a beautiful wall full of plaster works directly from uh, Mitterai's atelier. And uh, so it really shows how the man works. And the designer, Mart Fisser, has actually uh, incorporated incredible blue glass panels in and around those sculptures to really uh, create a different sense of perception as you move in and around the sculptures. But as well as that, he also incorporated uh, a soundtrack. So there is classical music and uh, being played all the time during the exhibition and also a very gentle fragrance mm. he has incorporated into that because this is how Mitterai himself worked he was hugely passionate wow. about opera and uh, and music and he also had um, for example uh, oranges studded with cloves in his atelier and uh, to create this lovely uh, sense of creativity and uh, inspiration for him so, so it's a sensory experience this whole exhibition is indeed a multi-sensorial experience mm. and uh, and the other two um, sculptors uh, they are a couple and uh, Cashella works with um, travertine marble and so it's quite a difficult material to work with but the shapes and forms are beautifully rounded and highly polished um, quite uh, sort of semi-abstract forms uh, quite architectural looking and uh, and of course um, Cordelia, his wife, who is still uh, with us and uh, was helping us set up the whole exhibition, uh, was wonderful. Um, it uh, is all working with terracotta. Yes, and unusual but very powerful, I found. Absolutely, yes. Mm. And uh, so she really has focused her work a lot on everyday life and uh, you know the dinner table and uh, you know but also things that are happening to people in their lives as well and and references to um, refugees and so on and uh, but also everyday things like yes. knitting and cleaning and reading I think there's a real sense of playfulness that comes through some of her pieces yes yes uh, which which is makes quite a nice contrast to Mitterai for example which is a little bit more serious, a little yes. bit more heavy. Okay, so we've spoken a little bit about the, the what people can see if they come um, to the museum, but let's just talk a bit about the museum as well, because that itself is, is very impressive. It's very large. It sits, as we as said before, under the dunes or partially under the dunes, but it also has a library, um, and you've also mentioned a, a volunteer program, which I believe you were you were part of. So could you tell us a bit more about those? Yes, uh, it's a an amazing museum. It's it's unique to the Netherlands in that it focuses solely on Dutch and contemporary, uh, international, uh, modern and contemporary international sculpture and uh, it is actually uh, the architect was uh, Wim Quist and it was designed to sit underneath uh, the pavilion that is sitting above along the promenade and uh, the the whole collection was a private collection Theo and Lida Scholten um, began the museum with this incredible collection that they had it was 
too enormous to be housed in their home any longer. So they uh, encouraged a, an architect to work with them and develop this incredible contemporary space to mm -hmm. show the works. Now I believe it's it's based on a sort of a volunteer model, which yes. is apparently something that's quite common in, in the States, but perhaps not so much in here in the Netherlands, but perhaps you can just outline that for us briefly. Yes, yes. So um, it's certainly, we have a tremendous volunteer program and uh, that's of course where I, as you mentioned, also began with volunteering. Mm. And it's incredible. You meet all sorts of wonderful people. You have incredible opportunities within uh, the museum and uh, it's a an incredibly collegial experience and uh, and of course everyone is welcome to to volunteer so certainly if if any of your listeners is interested they are very welcome to come along and um, volunteer uh, in the space mm. and uh, yes. okay well that 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 sounds amazing and there's also a library and you mentioned you also do events here mm -hmm. um, I, there's a lot of space for that sort of thing uh, yes. so and also workshops, I believe. So if people want to go in a, in a group uh, and enjoy a workshop, what, what would that involve? Yes, so um, we have, uh, in the core of the museum, we have an, an amazing space called the, the Gipsotheque. Mm. And uh, this is, it's like the sketchbook of the sculpture, sculptor. Uh, we have incredible uh, maquettes uh, made of plaster mm. and wood and uh, over a thousand of these uh, maquettes in this space, which is really incredible. And of course, this is where we have wonderful workshops for school groups and also young families uh, can bring um, and also for adults as mm -hmm. well you can come along and, and uh, learn some sculpting skills uh, with plaster and so on and uh, we have an incredible library which is part of the um, Sculpture Institute mm -hmm. and that library is open to the public you can walk through you can do some research or general reading um, if you're whatever you're interested in so visitors are very welcome to come to that space. Well, I think there's just so many, so many really good reasons to visit uh, Bailden Anze. And I'd like to thank you, uh, Liana, today for talking to us on Arts Talk magazine. And uh, yes, I can only encourage our listeners to, to drop by. It's definitely worth it. It's definitely the jewel amongst the sand dunes. Thank you very much. Arts Talk magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk Magazine, all one word, dot nl. Artstalkmagazine.nl That was Zoe Baus talking to Leanna Julian, curator of the Igor Mitterai exhibition at Beelden aan Zee in Scheveningen. The exhibition runs until February next year. Mãe, tua, tomada de urgência, surpresa entoando, coelho aguardando. Vem, no ar, som da inocência, um grito ecoando. Chamando 
That was Rotterdam-based Portuguese singer-songwriter Magda Mendes, whose music is based on the traditional fado of her home country. Now, while everybody is familiar with flamenco from neighbouring Spain, fewer people know about fado. So when I met up with Magda after one of her recent concerts, I wanted to know a little bit more about it. It's a style uh, from Lisbon, born in Lisbon and performed essentially in Lisbon. In the meanwhile, uh, all over the country in Portugal, there's good fado happening. But it was born there in the small streets of Alfama and Moraria and Bairro Alto a long time ago. You, I mean, you write all your own songs. I write all my songs, yes. Yeah. Many of my songs are also not fado, traditional fados. No, no, because you sometimes work with a, with a band, don't you? Yes, with exactly. Musicians. So for, the, for this project, I'm, I'm doing uh, with the guitar, with the Portuguese guitar and the viola. Viola and guitarra portuguesa, and uh, with my other projects, uh, we also might sound a bit like fado, but we make, like I said, a bit more like Portuguese chamber music for the last uh, the, the last album I brought out. Because the lineup is is basically woodwind, isn't it? I mean, yes, in the last one, yeah. it's a percussion, uh, guitar, singing, and then uh, five woodwinds.
may be wrong because I don't understand the lyrics, but I get the impression, I think most people get the impression that Fado is sad, melancholy. Is that true? I think it's often true <laughs> what the Fado has um it, it at least for me it gives me a chance to if uh, whatever is uh, an extreme emotion like extreme uh, homesickness or uh, longing for something I'm allowed to ex- totally express that in that style I think as I said other styles in in then I don't expose myself so much as in Fado. Fado in Fado I feel like I'm allowed to and it's it's uh, great. Okay, I think that will do. Well, obrigado. And <laughs> that's the extent of my Portuguese actually. <laughs>
was Rotterdam-based Magda Mendes with the title song from her current album, Oliveira's. Arts Talk Radio Online. Well, I'm afraid that's all we've got time for for this week. Uh, this is Arts Talk Radio and my name's Michael Hasted. If you have any comments, please leave them in the box below. So until the next time, it's goodbye from me. Bye.